Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 134. Today on the show, I will be chatting with Volta, all the way from Belgium. But of course, we've got lots of things to do today, like always. And I thought I would start the show with a track from uh, Oceanside85, because she sent me this letter here. It says, hey, Andy, hope all is well. Here's a preview track for the charity album I'm doing called Glow, all proceeds of the album album go to help the legendary glow woman's wrestler matilda the hun with her health concerns she has lupus and is in constant pain and needs money for her new wheelchair lift would you be able to plug the album and contest i have running pre-orders are available now on my Bandcamp, so that would be the oceanside 85 Bandcamp, and the top three donators on Bandcamp get an oceanside 85 t-shirt from square wave and the top donation gets a t-shirt computronic album any vinyl record off of a electricdreamsrecords.com and the original signed album art by Heather Herman, the Duchess of Deco. The contest closes at the end of February. The album features Ultra Boss and 2600 and Matilda's GoFundMe is gofundme.com slash Matilda the Hun if people want to donate directly. So basically what that means is that there's going to be a charity album to that they're going to take the money from, I guess, to support Matilda the Hun, the glow wrestler, who I actually just watched yesterday in a scene from Deathstalker 2. But we... <laughs> We don't need to talk about that. But the point is that uh, we're going to listen to this track now. And this is going to be on the album that uh, that is the album. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, Oceanside 85. The track is called Glow Forever featuring Ultra Boss.
And that was Glow Forever by Oceanside 85 featuring Ultra Boss. And don't forget that that is part of a preview, part of a, nope, it is part. <laughs> it is part of a charity album called Glow, and that, of course, stands for the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, and it is in support of Matilda the Hun, who has health concerns. Uh, yeah, so you can uh, check that out. I'll put the links on the SoundCloud so you can, um, you know, check it out. Okay, here's the deal. Beyond Synth uh, has a few sponsors, actually, and one of them is Zencaster. And what Zencaster is, is actually the program I use to record this show, specifically to record the interview portions of the show. Zencaster is the easiest way to record your podcast in studio quality. Basically, you know, when I record the show and I do interviews with people, uh, for about, you know, close to a year now, I've been using Zencaster to do the interviews. And how Zencaster works, it's actually really cool. Say you're doing a podcast or you're recording and you want the other person to record their audio. What Zencaster does is you basically connect in the web browser using either like Firefox or Chrome, and then Zencaster records the audio from the other person's computer and then uploads it to you to your Dropbox, or I, th- I think they even have storage uh, on the service now itself. So basically what that means is if you're recording an interview with somebody from England, say, you know, a lot of people who are doing podcasts now, you know, they're doing it with people from all over the place. Essentially, you hit record and And then it records their audio, it records your audio, and then you basically get all the streams of audio in uh, great quality. And, uh, I mean, you can hear it in this show especially. You know, I pretty much have uh, stopped using Skype and other services just because the the, uh, quality of the audio was so low. So Zencaster is just a higher quality stream. It records the audio, and it's actually really cool. And so I'm really happy that um, they've agreed to sponsor the show for a while. And part of that is that if you want to sign up to Zencaster... And you can sign up and receive 20% off their paid service. And basically what that means is they have a free service you can try out where you can record one-on-one calls. But if you want to record like group conversations and stuff, it actually records each stream individually. And that's, you know, the paid service. You can get 20% off with the coupon code BEYONDSYNTH, which is all one word in capital letters. So... You should definitely uh, check it out. I think it's a really cool service. I use it, and it's been really helpful to me. And if you guys are considering starting a podcast of your own, or if you already do one, uh, I recommend checking out Zencaster and using the code Beyond Synth because then they will keep sponsoring my show if people actually use the coupon code. And that's that. So check that out. Now let's listen to some music. So that's Zencaster, by the way, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Okay. Here's a track by F80. Uh, It's from the album Waves. Um, I like this one. It's called Keep It Rollin', featuring Curtis Clark. And uh, dig it. Tenderly 
And that was Keep It Rollin' by F80 featuring Curtis Clark. And I don't know, that one just got stuck in my head, man. That keep it rolling, rolling. I don't know. I just, uh, I dug that. And that song, of course, was brought to you by new Patreon donors this week. That's right. There's Christopher Albert. Uh, thanks, dude, for uh, donating to the show. You're a cool guy. And thanks so much for your support. And, of course, there's also new donor this week, Hexenwork. So thanks, Hexenwork, for your donation, 10 bucks. That's very kind of you. And uh, I should point out, see, last week I mentioned there was a new donor called Junie, and I couldn't pronounce their name, but they've changed it. So they're now going by Digital Dreams. So that's Digital Dreams. And, of course, Jared's back. That's right. The other sponsor of Beyond Synth this week is Retro Revolutions. So he's back. He was taking a break for a little while. And he's, of course, the dude who mods classic consoles and electronics and makes cool new devices. And I think he's currently working on something for Marco. 
which uh, looks like it'll be a lot of fun. He put a preview up. I think he's putting a PlayStation inside of a boombox or something. It's it looks cool. Like he does cool things. So definitely check out Retro Revolutions. Um, he's been a good sponsor to Beyond Synth, and he's a cool guy. And I like what he does. And you can check him out at Retro Faith Games on Twitter. And from there, you can check out his YouTube page. It's Retro Revolutions, and uh, he just makes cool electronics. And I think he's working also on a thing for Calyx as well, a custom Mega Drive for Calyx, and I think that's going to be pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, I recommend you check it out. Retro Revolutions. Yeah. All right, well, let's listen to another track. Here's a cool track. It's called Blueprints, and I don't know how to say this guy's name. Mario Gongora? It's like G-A, but there's like a weird symbol. I think it's Mario Gongora or Gonjora. Mario Gongora. Anyway, it's a cool track. It's called Blueprints, so listen to it.
Alright, and that was Blueprints by Mario Gongora, which I may be pronouncing incorrectly off the album EXO. And that is, of course, brought to you by my awesome Patreon Pattersons in the 25 Club. That's Chris Dance, Gregorio Franco, and Clint Dowling. These people know how to fucking roll, if you know what I mean. And by that I mean they know how to sponsor a great show. They also donate to Beyond Sim. And that's the important thing. And of course, uh, that track was also brought to you by the awesome 2288 Jacob Wick, the 1987 Frank Skenicki, and the 1111 Chris Lyalane. Thank you guys so much for your support. Now, let me just check my notes here to make sure that there's something else I'm not forgetting. Retro Revolutions, I did that. Glow, I did that. Oh, Michael Oakley Remix Competition. So, Michael Oakley... Ah, shit, I don't even have the text in front of me. Hold on. (laughs) I gotta go into my damn Facebook here. Alright, I don't even know if I have the official text. I just have... (laughs) I'm just going through the messenger window when uh, Michael was chatting to me. Alright, he says, uh, as part of the whole thing... What whole thing? Alright, he's doing a remix version of his EP California. As part of the whole thing, he's doing a remix competition through Synthwave TV... And I'm going to be one of the judges. And uh, the winner uh, is going to get their track on the actual album. So uh, some of the artists that are going to be on this remix album include Calyx, Robots with Ray Guns, FM Attack, Morgan Willis, The New Division, Betamax, Northern Lights, Brother Tiger. Uh, That actually sounds like a really cool lineup. And the judges are going to be Michael Oakley, obviously, Synthwave TV, Andrew Zisler from New Retrowave, and me. And basically, once they start getting some tracks sent in from people who are going to be remixing. I believe it's the track Rabbit in the Headlights, which is actually my favorite uh, Michael Oakley track, so that's cool. So basically, I think he's going to have the stems available for, and the stems, of course, for you people who aren't music nerds, are just the, uh, you know, the, you know, the audio that you can work with to make a remix. <laughs> Is that a good enough description? So that's Michael Oakley. It's the EP California remix album. He's going to uh, have the stems available. I'll post the link to wherever that is. And if you want to do a remix of the track, do it. And the best one, we're going to be judging them. I'm going to be one of the judges. And the one that gets chosen will be featured on the album. And I'll probably play some of the runners up on the show because, you know, why not? If they're cool, because who knows? Maybe the one I pick, the one that'll be my favorite, won't be the one that's eventually on the album. Because what if I get outvoted? You know? and they're just like, oh, I'm I'm the guy from New Retrowave and, you know, my vote counts more than your vote and I'll be like, well, fuck you, <laughs> Andrew Zisler. <laughs> anyway, it sounds fun. So I'll post the link underneath the show and give it a go, man. Remix competition. All right, we all like remixes. And uh, that's that. Let's listen to some more music. So I was in a bit of a chiptune mood and I went back and was listening to some old chiptunes I had in a folder and there was this track by Trash 80 I used to really like. It's called At The Disco, but it's like T-E-H at Ted Disco, which is the way I always write the whenever I write that word. And I always really dug this song. I thought it was pretty cool. And I don't know, I was just in the mood to, to listen to something like that, man. So this is At The Disco by Trash 80.
that was Trash 80 with the track At The Disco. Some chiptune flavors for you. And that song was brought to you by my lovely $10 Pattersons. There's Colin Bennett, Winfield, Will Lowe, Joshua Evison, fucking slunks! Greg Smith, Ashley Keegan, Mike Shima, Playmaker Media, Murat Ogute, Elias Garnier, Polydigital, Trevor Resnick, Power Loader, Digital Dreams, like I mentioned, and Hexenwork, uh, who is a new donor. And of course, Fraser Davidson, who's diligently working away on a very comprehensive Excel spreadsheet about all the episodes of Beyond Synth and what tracks were played and, you know, at what, what point in the show. And he's, he's doing some bonkers work. I, get, I don't know if he has just free time or... I don't think he does. He's got like a serious job. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I'm a bum. Listen, I don't want to bum you guys out, but we're not going to keep it 80s with Marco this week because he was fucking asleep when we were supposed to record. That's not a joke. That's actually what happened. Uh, We were supposed to record, and then he wasn't there, and then a day later he's like, yeah, I fell asleep on the couch. I'm like, okay, well, it's too late now because the show's got to go out, and so we will uh, keep it 80s with Marco next week. He told me he's got some great songs picked out, so good for him. In the meantime... Uh, This is the great part about adding Florence to the show, because now that I have, you know, a couple people who have segments on the show, that means if somebody falls asleep on their fucking couch and can't do the the segment, uh, that means I still got uh, some backup, which is exciting. And so let's, uh, well, how about this? Let's listen to a track and then we will catch up with Florence. How about that? So uh, this isn't a very long song, but uh, it just got stuck in my head, man, and uh, I like it. And it'll get stuck in your set. Your set. It's gonna get stuck in your set. <laughs> All right, this is a track by Bratya, uh, B-R-A-T apostrophe Ya Y-A, and this track is called Goodbye. <laughs> Through the 
And that was Goodbye by Bratya. Yeah, it's a cool song, man. Gets uh, gets stuck in my head. And of course, that was brought to you by my lovely $5 Pattersons. There's Ethan Hennings, Christopher Albert, he's the new one this week, Daniel Dexius, Star Nomad, Michelle Vasquez, Tim Ross, Neon Knox, Jared Glenn, Damian Rudies, Ross Pentland, Hala, Phil Clothier, Lee McConnell, Zychorax, Brad Neiman, and Facehugger. And uh, you guys are all cool, man. And thank you so much for supporting Beyond Synth. And if you want to support Beyond Synth like these awesome people who I've been naming, uh, just go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth. And now, let's catch up with Florence Bullock. And I should warn you guys that we talk about Black Mirror Season 1 in today's segment. And we do talk spoilers, okay? So we're not going to go ahead and go through like to the newest Black Mirror, but this week we do talk about Season 1 of Black Mirror, which is from like 2013. So like, sorry. So if you don't want to be spoiled about Season 1 of Black Mirror, then you can skip over segments probably like, you know, 25 minutes or something. But you should just go watch it, and I'm assuming most of you have already seen it anyways. So that's that. All right, now let's catch up with Florence Bullock. We're getting caught up. Alright, well, it's another day, another dollar. That's, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, it's time to talk to Florence. <laughs> the idea was, you know, like to, you know, like it, another week, another pop in from Florence. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm good, Andy. Good. How about you? I'm okay. So, listen, last week we talked about Star Trek, mm-hmm. or you talked about Star Trek, and I listened. This week, I thought since we're, you know, we're catching up on things and, and I, as I mentioned before, or last week, I've been catching up on Black Mm -hmm. Mirror. So I thought we could talk a bit about that because I know you're a fan of that. And I thought maybe we could, uh, I have, I haven't finished it yet. So I was thinking maybe we could like chat about the, uh, the first few seasons of Black Mirror because I've been going through it. Let's do that. But okay, before we get into Black Mirror, I found out something really crazy and it's star trek related so sorry if you are you about to blow my mind maybe i don't know Mm. anyway okay so we talked about the the ship is called (laughs) the enterprise really yeah i was hoping that's something you would say (laughs) (laughs) mr spock has pointy ears or is he dr spock it's just mr spock that's it i don't even think he has a first name He's just Spock. Steven. <laughs> Steven Spock. Steven Spock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Anyways, okay. what's up? Tell me this so, amazing. So in the pilot episode, we weren't dealing with Captain Kirk. We were dealing with Captain Pike, who um, we found out was in a Delta Ray accident. And he ended up in this like weird cone wheelchair thing. And he's completely disabled and whatever. So it turns out that the guy who plays him um, named Jeffrey Hunter, he ended up, this is like awful, but he, um, when he was 41, he ended up dying in this like freak accident on set there was some explosion that happened um 
um, and it was like too close to him or something. And like he was alive after the explosion, but like something was wrong. And then six months later, he ended up having like a brain hemorrhage and like he ended up falling downstairs and like hitting his head and he died in brain surgery, like after brain surgery. And I was just like, that is like so similar to what happens to him in Star Trek. It was really weird. Was he like, what do you mean there was like, this wasn't Star Trek related though, was it? Like, was he like... Oh no, yeah, it was a, it was another movie. I actually, I don't know. I don't know what movie it was. But yeah, no, I just thought that was really crazy. Do they count that? You know how there's there's probably a list out there of actors who have been killed. Mm-hmm. Like on set? On set. And uh, there's a few that are horrible. I mean, like, I'll, I, you know, most of the time it's, it's stunt performers. Yeah. But isn't there that, there's that one fucked up one it's the it's i mean it's not i mean brandon lee but Mm -hmm. i think it was the twilight zone movie Mm -hmm. didn't the dude like the dude died by like getting his head hit with like the helicopter blade what the hell oh oh and with the kids yeah yeah that i think that was twilight zone what was the thing like why did he hit his head on the helicopter i think i think the helicopter just like went out of control or something and they were it, they were just too close to it. Oh, like it was landing and then like did like a bump or something? Yeah, or some, there's there's a video of that out there. I have no. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh. it's awful. It's really awful. So like that what the helicopter does like a bump and then like it, it kind of did it like just well, tilt yeah. and then just the blades hit his yeah, head. I think so they were like in water or something and it it's the helicopter's like supposed to crash in the water but like they were just too close to it, and shit happened. Did everybody die, or just I the dude? Think everybody. I think the kids died too. Hold on. Now I gotta fucking research this. <laughs> I mean, this is appropriate, I suppose, because Black Mirror is like a pretty morbid show. I know. We're just gonna be talking about morbid shit for this entire segment right now. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, actors who died on set. Um, I think it was. I think John Landis was the director because I remember hearing something about that. Okay, well, Heath Ledger didn't die on set. No. Paul Walker didn't die on set. River Phoenix didn't die on set. Philip Seymour... What stupid website is this? Brandon Lee is the only one so far in this list. Twilight Zone movie death. How about that? Bella Lugosi didn't die on set. (laughs) What did you Google? Uh, The dumbest list I've ever seen in my life from fucking Ranker.com who apparently doesn't understand what dying on set is. (laughs) Sorry. July July 23rd in 1982, Vic Morrow and two child actors, Renee Shin Chen and Micah Dinley are killed in an accident involving a helicopter during filming of the California set of Twilight Zone, the movie. Okay, we need more information. So it did say they all died. Yes, they all died. Well, how did this happen? Wikipedia. that's how it happened what a morbid segment this has turned out to be (laughs) (laughs) this is awful the low flying helicopter spun out of control Moro dropped Chen into the water as Moro was reaching out to grab Chen the helicopter fell on top of Moro and the two children Moro and Lei were decapitated while Chen was crushed to death by the helicopter's landing skid Jesus okay oh man well that's fucked up Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm hmm well, on that note, do you want to do you want to listen to a song or what? Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Let's let's do that. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, like, look, hey, I asked. That's what happens. Ask and ye shall. What is it? Ask and you shall receive. Is that the phrase? I think. Right? Is it no? Ask and ask. ye shall receive. 
you yeah ask and you shall receive all right that's that's what google says well then let's receive a cool track so here's a song by jake butino i think that's probably how it's said butino uh this is from the album rook the rook ep and this is a track called it couldn't end any other way
And that was It Couldn't End Any Other Way by Jake Butino or Butino. Jake Butino. It's it's one of those. And that's off the Rook EP. And of course, that is brought to you by some awesome $5 Pattersons like Martin Larby, Marco Cranendonk, Corey Valentine, Timothy Pierce, Starlight Fisher, and the Barons of Santa Carla. And we are back. Uh, I'm just talking to Florence here, and we're going to lighten the mood right now because uh, we were, <laughs> for some reason, our conversation delved into fucking... <laughs> Onset deaths of uh, some people on the set of the Twilight Zone film. But today we are going to talk about uh, Black Mirror, specifically like the first few seasons. So I'll um, start here. Okay. And I'll say that that first episode was pretty damn captivating. (laughs) So for people who who don't know, Black Mirror is like a modern-day Twilight Zone with a technological twist. So every episode usually deals with some sort of future technology or like sort of possible tech. But a lot of the scenarios are almost like believable future things. It's the near future. Yeah. It's not like it's not like Star Trek future. It's or Star Wars future. It's it's probably what we are going towards. And it's it's really close to home. Yeah. And it's very morbid. Like it's, it's, it's a show that's often very dark. And even when I say near future, like some of the episodes are pretty contemporary in terms of like, they just, but they'll take a scenario and then just, you know, add a very depressing or scary twist to it. And uh, the first episode was about the, uh, the British prime minister and uh, princess gets kidnapped. And then the person who kidnapped her basically says that the prime minister has to have sex with a pig on television. And then that's the only way he will release her. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because, you know, on paper you hear that concept and it's like it reads as a joke. Like it seems like a comedy. And, and it is sort of funny. Like there's some funny stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But man, like it's such an intense. Like I was I was pretty impressed like right off the bat with that one because I was like, well, okay, this is a fucking original and crazy concept. It was adult, like it was mature, you know, like I felt like I was watching well thought out, like entertainment for grownups. Mm-hmm. And it was intense because the whole time you like, you just felt so bad for the prime minister because you're like, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh man, he's going to have to do it. And then, and then you, you start to see where Black Mirror goes because this is a show that when it gives you, when it delivers a fucked up premise, it like delivers on it. <laughs> oh yeah. Because the whole time it's intense, you're thinking, well, he's not going to do it. And then like, you know, it, it goes where it goes and then you're like oh wow like they actually fucking go there like mm-hmm. and so it was a, it was a, i think a really great way to sort of start off mm-hmm. that series yeah and like like you said it like it starts off it's almost a joke and like you don't you really don't know where it's gonna go but then it just it it gets so serious and like it's hard to watch after a while mm-hmm. but like you have to watch it because it just it becomes kind of like a car wreck i wonder if that actor is going to be typecast now i mean i know i've <laughs> i recognize him from like james bond films because like in the newer james bond films he's like one of the people who works at uh mi6 mm-hmm. And that's it. That's my trivia for you. <laughs> hey, at least he didn't get killed by a fucking helicopter. So, I mean, it's Jesus. it's it's good trivia. This is good trivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like, how did you feel? Like, wh- wh- why did you start watching the show? Were you just bullied into it like everybody else when everyone on the internet? Yep, is, I, was, yeah. I was bullied into it. Um, and actually, this, I mean, this wasn't my favorite episode just because I was like, okay, a dude has to fuck a pig on live television because the premise is re- <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I was just impressed by how seriously they took the yeah. subject matter. I think yeah. that was it. Like, when you explain it to people like that in the sentence you just said, 
mm-hmm. is horribly offensive, and I would never go that low with language. Like, I mean, I am a classy guy, but um, you know, if someone tells you like it's a show about a prime minister who's going to fuck a pig, you, you're like, oh, yeah. no way. And then, and then it's just directed. Like with such intensity and seriousness that it's just like, mm-hmm. how are they doing this? Like, how are they pulling this off? So I think that that's what impressed me. I agree, and and it's it's cool because I think this particular episode it starts in kind of more of the present day because like this theoretically could happen. Yes, yeah. Like I don't. I mean, hopefully it doesn't. I don't wish that on anyone. But <laughs> but yeah, I don't think there were there were there was any like crazy tech in the episode that popped up. It was pretty much just like tech that was. That like we have today. It was it was commentary on social media and people's obsession with anyway. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, which you know, a lot of these episodes, the mo- like ton of the episodes are like that. But I mean, it's the most one of the most ridiculous episodes. But it's the most feasible one that could happen like immediately. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite uh, episode in the season one? Because there's three episodes in season one. So definitely episode two. The 15 million merits episode. This is actually crazy because, like I mentioned, the first episode, like it's, it takes place in like pretty much almost present day. Um, theoretically could happen, but like sees the second episode, it takes place in, we don't even know where. It's like this giant facility where people kind of live out their day with like by riding bikes and they get, um, like points by riding bikes and like playing games and you don't really know what they're doing. And it's kind of like in the in definitely a more distant future and it kind of puts you in a place where like what okay we were just in london and the prime minister was fucking a pig in present day and now we're in this like crazy weird facility mm-hmm. where these people are riding bikes for like fake money what's going on so like and i i liked that it kind of just like threw you threw you into the deep end like that again i guess um yeah i know that it was definitely a neat one actually you know what Let's listen to a song, and then we will elaborate. How about that? Okay. Sweet. Well, let's listen to some fucking music. And this is a track by Mystery Skulls off the album One of Us. And this track is Told Ya. Just stop fucking with me. Fuck 
And that was Told Ya by Mystery Skulls off the album One of Us. And, of course, that was brought to you by awesome Patreon supporters. Rawl Pud, Tristan Waits, Dana Jean Phoenix, Stu M, Night Raptor, and the Ross Conian. And we are back here with Florence Bullock, and we are talking about season one of uh, Black Mirror. Yeah, the second one I dug. My imagination sort of tried to fill in the blanks. Like, I assumed that maybe, like, all humans are, like, they got to ride these bikes because maybe they're, like, Mm -hmm. powering something. You know, like, maybe it's like they're powering a big battery, and that's their job, or... I don't know, like it just, <laughs> the whole premise was like everyone sort of exists as their, like their Wii Sports avatar. Because <laughs> yep. they all had like kind of Mies uh, that were their sort of representation in the, the digital world. And, and this one definitely goes dark too. Like this one had a real dark ending. Mm-hmm. And he loves that girl and he wants her to go on this star search show and then they basically just corrupt the shit out of her. And then, what's the premise again? Yeah, like that was the whole thing, right? And then she, yeah, yeah, yeah. they corrupt her and then he then wants to get enough money so then he can go on that show just to tell them off. And then they use his, like, his commentary as more like, they're like, hey, we should give you, like, a radio show and you're just going to go off on the radio. And they basically used that for just more of their bullshit. Yeah. yeah they, and they turned her into a prostitute. It's, it was fucked up. Yeah, no, that episode was uh, was dark. Yeah, and, and then that actor, of course, went on to be in Get Out. Yes, he did. So there um, you go. And then and the girl, <laughs> the girl is uh, Lady Sybil from uh, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Yes. I've watched uh, half an hour of that. Oh. My dad keeps on. He's just like, you got to watch Downton Abbey. It's so good. And I know there's all these shows that people dig now because like Game of Thrones has a cast of like 50. And so like Downton Abbey's another one of those like giant cast shows. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Like I, I watched a bit of it. It seemed okay. Yeah, Downton but. Abbey for me. I, my mom started watching it. And she's like, "Oh, you have to watch this." I'm like, "But mm-hmm. I don't. I no, no, no. There's no way I'm gonna like it." And then I, I don't know what happened, but I put it on one day, and I was like, "This is the best thing ever." Yeah, I end up. I make fun of my dad because like he always likes all these like period piece things and French movies and stuff and so like whenever he's you gotta watch Down Abbey I'm like is there fucking lasers in it is there robots in it no then fucking I'm not watching it alright you give me the show where fucking Downton Abbey, they go into the basement and there's a fucking cyborg army down there, then I'll watch the fucking Downton Abbey. But the drama, the drama is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking snooty rich people and fucking people having affairs with servants they're not supposed to, but there's got to be a fucking cyborg. I always had this awesome idea, and I still do, because I st- still have it. And I want, I w- I've always wanted to direct a period piece that is made uh perfectly that there's you know there's nothing weird about it it's like fucking you know sense and sensibility period piece costumes british people mansions you know uh, weird drama and ladies dying in childbirth and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and then right at the end of the movie the last fucking minute of the film it turns into like fucking Mars attacks just to fuck with the audience like like literally the whole movie there was never any hint that aliens were coming there's never any of that the whole movie is just you know like oh it's a topping day what and you're like what how dare you you know and then at the very end literally like the cartoonishly like 50s styled fucking movie aliens Martians even fly over top of the fucking abbey with their fucking UFO saucer thing beam in and then literally like zap the main characters so like the alien like lands walks into the fucking you know into like the dining hall and just be like and that's like the sound the laser gun makes and turns them into skeletons 
And then the camera swoops into the spaceship to show a giant army like being assembled almost and you can almost picture that song that used to play in like those Warner Brothers cartoons like that as it's zooming through the spaceship and then you see like this army of like thousands of assembling aliens and then just zooms in on like the king alien like in the center chair and it's like and now the invasion can begin and then like starts like laughing maniacally and then it just like cuts to black do you have any idea how amazing that would be. I'm really disappointed that I already know the premise. So, like, <laughs> like and then don't tell anyone. I'm okay. So, like, <laughs> no, no, not you personally, but I mean, like, keep yeah. the secret of the film alive so that it goes to theaters. The people wanting period pieces go and they see it, and then, oh my god, like, yes, it would be the funniest fucking thing. And it, and the aliens have to be. So terrible. Like, they have to be 50s movie Martians. Like, fucking big heads. Like, I, I literally picture Mars Attacks. It doesn't have to be that way, but I mean, like, that that could do it. And then just... But then put a lot of work into that part. So, like, like the special effects are all really well done. And obviously, like, a, a large budget went towards that sequence. Just because it would be all the more confusing mm-hmm. to know that, like... Well, they, they even spent money on this segment. Like, like they really intended this to happen. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> oh man, anyway, you should you should do it. It would be really awesome. Yeah. Anyway, listen, let's uh let's listen to another song and then we'll wrap this up. We'll talk about uh the the third episode or whatever. Okay. Um and then we'll we'll wrap up season 1 of Black Mirror. But uh here's a cool track. This is by Palace Dead. P A L I S D E D. Palace Dead? Yeah, Palace Dead. And this track is called Into the Night.
And that was Into the Night by Palace Dead. And that's a cool track. And of course, that was brought to you by uh, some more Patreon Pattersons, the lovely people donating uh, five bucks a month. Did I already say the Night Raptor and the Rosconian? There's Simon Norberg, there's Matthew Lister, Dougie Fresh, Bobby B, Cunning Corvid, Roman. Kai and Joe and Lando. So thank you all very much for donating to Beyond Synth, patreon.com slash beyondsynth. And we are still here with Florence. We're talking about uh, season one of Black Mirror and a bit of Downton Abbey and then my stupid alien idea, which took up the whole segment. The third one I liked, that was the one where they have the little, like the little fucking grain of rice in their brain that like records everything. Yeah. And then they see it in their eyes and then the husband becomes suspicious that his wife was having an affair and then he goes crazy. And since everything is on tape, you can like, people can like show each other their memories and like rewind through them and everyone can sort of like view them like it's on the TV. Yeah, exactly. Like it was a neat idea. I like it. It's crazy because I mean, that's like, that's what we're we're going towards too and because there's i feel like there's so much drama just like today that comes out of social media and like things that people comment on stuff and like it's so rampant and ridiculous and if we didn't have like facebook or just stuff like that like we would have a lot less drama and like this basically proves that like this is where we're going and this is what like we're gonna have to deal with for the rest of our lives and in the future and it's scary what sucks is that the way that the sort of culture is now it's like we expect to know a lot more like I think there's like a distrust like there seems to be this sort of spreading distrust amongst people and this sort of weird political polarization and all this stuff to the point where it's like we're almost like welcoming the idea that there's cameras everywhere the old man in me goes like well that's fucked up that there's cameras everywhere and then the other part of me goes like yeah but then if anything bad happened we'd have a record and we could uh, you know and then we could watch it and you know prove that the thing didn't happen and then all of a sudden I even find that in my life sometimes where I start to think like yeah wouldn't it be nice if I just had a camera recording me all the time then if anyone had like any sort of problem or lied to me or something like I could prove you know them wrong by like showing them the tape yep and then I start thinking, I don't like that I think that way. You know, like, where's the world gone that I think now that that's a cool thing? Mm-hmm. That that's a cool idea, you know what I mean? Like, and it's it's not. And I think what I liked about this episode is it sort of explored, like, my brain would have gone where this guy's brain went. Like, if he wanted to prove an argument, because yeah. I can be stubborn like that when it comes to arguments. Like, if someone's being unreasonable, my first go-to thing is like, fucking wouldn't it be so cool if I had video footage of you that I could just play that would prove that I was right and then you just think like this should also shows like the huge downside of that and then sometimes maybe it's better you'd be so much happier if you just didn't know oh yeah yeah because at the end like you can tell like he's he definitely re- kind of regrets his decision obviously to like fuck everyone over because he he revealed the truth and the thing was though I think what I like about Black Mirror is it, it does show you both sides to the point where like it's weird because at the end you feel bad but at the same time like his wife did cheat on him. Yeah. So it's like, he was right. So there's this weird, like, victory, not victory. Like, Black Mirror does that a lot. Yeah. There's, like, almost a happy ending 
but it's not really like it gets resolved but in there's this kind of darker undertone to everything at the end yeah maybe that's the thing there's a resolution <laughs> but it's yeah. like it's it sucks because like yeah he was right but that doesn't make him a happier man mm-hmm. like having been right about that maybe the a big theme is ignorance is bliss just like fucking joey pants said in the matrix <laughs> literally what i was thinking about <laughs> Mm, when he's cutting steak. up that meat and he says that line. I did have. I haven't seen The Matrix in a long time, uh, but I know a, that's a part that, of it. That is a movie that I've seen multiple times. So I like the first one. Oh, yeah. Although it was weird because when I, when I was in high school, like I was, I like dressing in black. I still do. I just I, I don't dress in black as much as I used to, but uh, I I think it looks nice. It's slimming. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, since I wore like a like a long black coat, like I liked having my black. Mm-hmm. So people always just assumed I liked Matrix more than I did. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, people just be like, oh, I figured you like you really like The Matrix. I'm just like, why do you think that? Like, is there a thing about, like, is there an aura that I'm giving you right now that implies, like, I'm a Matrix lover? Mm-hmm. I do like it. Like, it's, <laughs> and when, when I watch it again, there's a, there's a quaint charm to how, like, not smooth the bullet time is. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, at the time it was such a big deal. But then when you go back and watch the first Matrix movie, like, it's kind of choppy. You know, like, it's not super smooth until, like, you know, when they fucking CGI the shit out of it, like, in the sequels. Mm -hmm. Despite all the ideas, I I think I just, I like it as an action film. Like, you know, a lot of people got really into, like, the, what the movie's plot is, you know, and it's like, it's so cool, like, what's real and what's not real, and, like, honestly, to me, my favorite part was when he's, like, the fight scene they have in the fucking, uh, the the train, the fucking abandoned train Mm -hmm. thing station yeah what am I, what's the word i'm looking for i love that part when he's fucking yeah when he starts to like kick his ass and then like he does like those the fucking when he does like those crazy like kidney punches and then his his hands start to like like has shadows following them because he's punching them so many times i love that part it's just like, <laughs> so cool yeah no the whole aesthetic of the matrix is matrix is cool one of the only video games that i've ever played to the end is matrix um the what what is the matrix video game called yeah so it's not a very good game (laughs) as i recall i think i played it even was that the one where they invented characters for the game Um, it's like you played as like like a jada pinkett smith like look-alike character but it wasn't her character it was was like i think it was her character it was her character i forget her name and then the there's another guy i think his name was ghost okay and you played as him also. You could either play as those two. But you didn't play as Neo. Like, that was the point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, like, I got... I was, like, really into it. I, like... I watched, like, the Animatrix and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Which was actually kind of cool. I should go back and rewatch that. I recall Animatrix being okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Um, well, listen, so... We should we should wrap this segment up here. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what's uh so what's Florence Bullock's uh what's your vote? For Black Mirror. Thumbs up, thumbs down to season one of Black Mirror. Thumbs up. Sweet. Yeah. We did it again. We yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, well listen, I hope you have a lovely day. You too. And uh, and we'll talk soon. Yeah. All right, and that was Florence Bullock. Always fun to chat with her. So how about we listen to another track? This was a cool one. I like this one. It's sort of a more mellow kind of vibe, but uh, it builds, and I like the way that it builds. Uh, it's a really cool song. This is by Shook from the Continuum album, and this track is called You Were Bigger Than Life.
And that was You Were Bigger Than Life by Shook. Uh, that's a cool song, man. I dig that. I like when there's those cool moods and they sort of build. So I guess now we'll just go and chat with Volta. Before we chat with Volta, though, it is important that I do the donation of the beast. Now, someone suggested to me, and I forget who it was, but they suggested, and sorry for that, that maybe the donation of the beast now, because we've changed the format of how I do the Patreon supporters that maybe i could pick one dark wave track per show or one heavy track and make that be the one that's like sponsored by the donation of the beast uh that's a good idea so i might do that but i'm not going to do it right now we're just going to do the donation of the beast right now man before we chat with volta because that is uh you know you fucking know this is All right, these are all the people who donate to the Beyond Synth Patreon 666 every month because Satan commands them to do it. Of course, there's Elay Arson, Jesse Bishop, Orlando Rodriguez Neef, Moose Nux, Ken Jeru, Till Wild, Straylight, Carm, Blake Peterson, Lucas Ceballos, and Renton Brax. And of course, Max Hutchings, keeping evil at bay. And now, let us go to my conversation with Volta. All right, well, let's go, man, because I got, uh, I don't really have any questions, so we can just start. Really? Yeah. <laughs> just like improv. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty much what this show is all about, man. It's great. It's great. I love it. All right, and I am here with Volta. Hey, Andy. How's it going, man? How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Finally. Why? Were you were you doing bad before? Oh, I had a fucking terrible, um, yeah. Oh, just like health problems but i'm good okay you feeling good now man i'm feeling great back up on my feet that's good ready to synth yeah man that's what you got to do that makes us all feel better my heart does all this fucked up stuff so i'm i'm still in sort of a weird state at the moment i don't know what what's going on i think it's calmed down now I've decided to cut my sugar down, like the sugar I eat. Oh yeah, I just got like caffeine because I I used to drink like four bottles of coke mm. every day, and I think my body just shut down. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, no, mm, mm, that's too much. You just have to cut that shit. Yeah, there's so much bad stuff in coke, so it's not just the caffeine. Oh. It's also the fucking fact that it's like a giant can of sugar. Oh yeah, but even with like uh, diet coke, Blech. it's just. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> you drink Diet Coke? Oh, yeah. Ugh, that's I, st- I mean, I can stand like regular Coke, right? Mm. But when you drink like four bottles of it, it's just like too much sugar. <laughs> so I had to, to, to go with diet. Ugh, diet Coke is like gross to me. Like, I can't. I tried it once and I was like, what the fuck is this? No. But it's not the same as in, um, like, for example, Diet Coke in uh, the UK is different from, like, Europe. And it's probably different in NA, too. I mean, it's possible. I know that um, the chocolate is better over there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. Like, I used to work with a dude, and he'd bring uh, chocolate from England, even. I mean, I'm not even talking about, like, Swiss chocolate. I'm just saying, like, you know, English-British chocolate. Oh, it's great. And I don't know if it's just they use different milk or whatever, but we have a chocolate bar over here called uh, Caramelk, and then in uh, in England, it's just called Cadbury Caramel or something. Like, it doesn't have a fancy yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. And it's so much better. Like, the chocolate is just, like, softer and richer, and uh, it's the same company and everything, but they just, they got a whole different process. Yeah, maybe they use, like, good old milk, you know, not like, um, what do you call that, <laughs> palm oil? Oh, yeah, good oil, yeah, yeah. I, I think it, I think it has something to do with the milk, but I'm, I'm not, I was going to say I'm not 100% sure. I'm not sure at all. So I'm 0% sure about what I'm talking about right now. I do not know. <laughs> But <laughs> but I know that it was good. So, where are you? Uh, you from Belgium? That's correct. So how's Belgium? Right now, the weather is shit. It's in between like heavy rains and just like melting snow. I don't think I've ever had anybody on from Belgium. Really? Yeah, you're my first Belgium guest. La Belgique, or is it Le Belgique? Yeah, la la. Because you guys speak French over there, right? Yeah, we speak French, Flemish, which is like Dutch, basically. Mm. And there's a small community that speak uh, German. So do you speak all of those things? No, I just speak English and French, man. Yeah, that's all you need. I mean, I can understand a bit of German, but not speaking it. Well, that's cool. So are you telling me it's snowing there right now? I have to check outside, but it was snowing uh, earlier this day, yeah. Yeah, we just got our first big snowfall uh, yesterday. Yeah, same. Yesterday. I don't know when this interview is going up, but yeah. A big, big snowfall. Like, we had like five, ten centimeters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the very next day, everything was gone. Mm-hmm. Like, in a flash, like... Wait, where's the fucking snow? Yeah, that's the new way, man. That seems to be weather now. Is just there's no consistent season anymore. Remember back in 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 the early '90s when we had like one meter of snow, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Those are gone. Yeah, you see, in Canada, we yeah, I know. Like throughout my childhood, winter was always a consistent season. It started towards yeah. the end of November. And uh, February is usually like the coldest month, like January, February. It would melt, then we would have spring. I mean, this is how it worked. And now it's just like every winter it'll snow one week, then the next week it'll be like you know plus ten. Yeah, and then yeah, it all and then it turns to slush. Yeah, and it just does. It'll do it for like three days, and then it'll snow again. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Although yeah. now the snowfalls are getting a little crazier. So I know I think it was it wasn't last year. It was two years ago. We had like a full-on traditional winter, mm. and the, the snow was fucking high. Like it was like fucking feet of snow. And I remember seeing this picture of one of the highways that had been, you know, w- when they shovel the snow. When the what the fuck are those vehicles called? The fucking snowplow, snowplow, S- snowplows. Yeah. <laughs> and the snowplow, <laughs> like backhoe, but yeah. no, that's not it. <laughs> and. Uh, and they had cleared such a clean line that it looked like the wall from like Game of Thrones. The fucking snowbanks were so high yeah, yeah, yeah. that they were just these fucking like these like fifteen foot high, just this straight wall. And uh, and then it was crazy. So that's my snow story. Yeah, those they are gone. <laughs> like it's never happening. Like like every maybe every like four years. Mm. But I remember like being a kid growing up in the nineties and just having like 
expect snow taller than I was, like one meter. You know, we'd, we'd always play in the snow, and I remember this one winter where we got this crazy snowstorm, and it was so high, and I remember being, like, pushed into the snow, and it was so high that, like, I almost, like, would lose my breath. Because, like, you'd sink to the bottom of this giant pile of snow. And I just remember feeling, like, almost, like, claustrophobic. Like, I was, like, trapped. Mm. Because it was so deep. The snow was so deep. Like, it was it was crazy. And it gets packed, you know, in the bottom and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no more snow in, in, in Europe except, like, maybe in the Nordic countries. Like, Finland and maybe, like, Eastern Europe. But I don't remember having, like, a big winter since 10 years. Um, maybe I'm lying, but something along those lines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the worst lie I've ever been told. Oh my god! <laughs> well, listen, man, we should we should fucking dive into the music here. Yeah, because you uh, make some cool music. You go by the name of Volta. You released this thing called Off Season Tracks Number One. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and there's a cool track on there called Moon Knight. Very first track I made. Yeah, and we're gonna listen to it, man. So this is Moon Knight. By Volta.
And that was Moon Knight by Volta. And I'm here with Volta right now. How's it going, dude? Still doing great. Good. <laughs> Not much has changed in that brief period of time. So what's the deal with Volta, man? What does it mean? Well, just like an ongoing name that I had online playing games. It's like started with like uh, Voltar mm. with an R and then switched to Da Voltar and then just shortened it to Volta. And I, I've been using that username ever since. It's been like early 2000s, something like that. Yeah, mine is uh, Boonzilla Beanza. Oh, that's my <laughs> juicy. When I uh, <laughs> I was making a movie with a friend and there was a scene where I was playing a bunch of assassins that were just like had ski masks on and they were running in to kill this guy. And I don't know what was going through my head, but I was like trying to give them all distinct characters. Like every time a guy with a ski mask would run in, he'd get shot. And I played every single one of the people who would just keep running in the room and getting shot by the, the good guy. You know, I always love, you know, when a guy runs in and gets blown away in an action movie and has some kind of interesting scream, you know? So like when you're watching an action film and people are like getting blown away, yeah, you know, and there'll be a guy like, like whatever. So then I came up with, I had a guy run in and I just ran in. I was like, Boonzalabi! And then he got blown away. What a catchphrase, yeah. dude. And uh, ever since then, Boonza Labinza is always like my username when I when I start accounts with video games and uh, and other things, just because it's such a stupid word. Yeah, but it's easy to remember, yeah. you know? It <laughs> sticks with you. And it's, it, it's, it is unique, too. Yeah, I need to spell it for people, though. That's the problem, right? So oh, yeah. anytime I'm like, oh, my username is Boonza Labinza, I was like, what? And then I got to fucking spell yeah. it out, and it's long. Yeah, that's true. So what is the deal with uh, Moon Knight? Is that uh, based on that uh, the comic book character Moon Knight? Yeah, it was like just starting to develop this project, right? It's like, oh, fine, I, got, <laughs> I got to search for a fucking name and a title and shit. And was like really into those um, superheroes. I don't know anything about Moon Knight. It just starts as a villain, right? But it's, it's like slowly builds up into a, a good guy, so to say. Mm-hmm. Not really vigilante, but that that sort of shit. Isn't there a movie coming out soon about that hero? I feel like it's a property that, like, they talk about doing it, but it'll probably be, like, years and years before it happens. Is that part uh, of... The- don't get sued. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... Um, does that matter when it comes to song names? I don't think it matters. I don't think so. If they sue me, I'm gonna have to change it, but whatever. Well, let's call it fucking Night Moon, then. Yeah, Night Moon. <laughs> it still sounds cool to oh, me. Oh, wait, that, that sounds terrible. Nah, man. No, that sounds terrible. I like I mean, Night Moon. A knight that fights with his moon. Yeah, man, like he's got a shield, and the shield looks like a moon. Oh, no, one of the shields looks like a full moon, and the other shield looks like a like a crescent moon, and then that shield, he, like, shoots off like a boomerang. There you go, Night Moon. Wow. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright. Now I'm going to sue you when you <laughs> oh, <laughs> when you change the name. Oh god. So what's uh what's on tap for today, man? What's going on in in the life of Volta? Do you say your name or do you only say your alias? Um no, no, I'm Jim. Hi Jim. Hey. <laughs> Hi, <Andy. laughs> no, I'm Jim. If you want to call me Jim, that's all right. All right, I'll call you Jim. Not that I ever really when I speak to people refer to them by their name Mm. like I feel like that's like a a power move of like businessmen you know the hey Jim how's it going Jim good good to meet you Jim like those type of people yeah I just like to know people's names but then I never use them 
but whenever I I do this show, sometimes I end up talking with people who uh, who don't use their name, and then it becomes funny for me to try and figure out what their name is. Oh yeah, I mean, I never like put my name out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to to keep like a bit of mystery in it. Is Jim a common Belgian name? Absolutely not. <laughs> Or is it like a Jim? Oh no! Oh no! That's terrible. Le, le Jim? No, no. It's just Jimmy, <laughs> Jim. I had some old folks who actually called like Jim. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, these old folks who only speak French and they don't know anything. Yeah, fuck them, right? Yeah, a bunch of Philistines. Yeah. <laughs> There's a word I've never used in my life. Jeez, really? Yeah, I should start using it it's more. It's a great word. <laughs> you it's fucking amazing. Philistines. <laughs> yeah. Since I've never used the word, I don't even know if there's a different North American pronunciation. Like, I don't know if if over here we say Philistine. I think, because I think I've heard people say Philistine, and oh, then there's Philistine. Philistine sounds so French, though. Philistine. You fucking Philistine. You fucking Philistine. Philistines. See, I think Stein is... I've, I've heard it said on British TV, like, Philistine. But I think in North America they say Philistine. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering, like, hmm. I have to Google Translate that shit. Yeah, but Google Translate uh, opens up its own box of uh, deception. Because when a robot... Dude, there's... Yeah, never mind. Sorry. I was going <laughs> to... Come on, go ahead. You started. No. Well, here, look, I want to listen to another song first. Okay. Which one? This is another one off of uh, Off Season Tracks number one. And uh, this was a track that I dug. It is called Celestials. Yeah, Celestials. By Volta. <laughs> Oh, 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 
And that was Volta with the track Celestials. And I'm here with Volta right now, straight from Belgium. And I'm here with Andy. (laughs) So when you did off-season tracks, first of all, what does that even mean? Why is it called off-season tracks? So basically the off-season tracks EP are small EPs that I make like when there's no major releases. Like for example, off-season track one is just like the the beginning of the project right after that there's nabla i or nabla one if you want to say it that way and then there's off-season tracks two when you put out off-season tracks one because obviously on your band camp that's what it's called yes was it always called one yes or did you rename it one when you came out with two so basically what happened was I just like put every song one by one on SoundCloud, right? Yeah. And then I did the Nabla I EP. I was like, oh, maybe I should group the first songs and name it like off-season tracks. But I was already working on the off-season tracks too. Mm. Like maybe one or two songs in it. Sure. And yeah, let's just call that like off-season tracks one, a dark beginning. Well, it's uh, well, it's a cool album, man. I dig it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> What's with these like French people and the the hard electro stuff? I I don't know, man. It seems like every time I like I hear an artist that has like the more electro sound, like the kind of the hard electro, mm-hmm. they are like French. No, it's not true. <laughs> like this guy I work with, um, called Electric Dragon. Mm-hmm. It's not French. All right. I take it back then, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's plenty. There's like microchip terror too. Maybe it's less like hard, so to say. But he's from whatever he's from. Um. What about, wait, but what about Hubrid? Where's Hubrid from? France. Yeah, of course. There you go. But I'm not French. I'm Belgian. I know. I, I should have made that correction, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, right. because, yes. When I hear, like, a French accent, because I don't know, is there a difference? Like, to my ear, I don't hear a difference in, when you speak English to me, your French accent sounds to me the same as, you know, when I'm, like, talking to a perturbator or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> to me, I'm saying. The untrained ear. If you want me to, I can force my French accent. No, I'm fine. It sounds good. Okay. <laughs> what is, uh, what's the difference, though, uh, if, if a Belgian person is speaking French compared to a Parisian French? I don't know. It's just, even in Belgium, right, there's like difference between the French speakers and the Dutch speakers, Flemish mm. speakers. Because right. usually when there's a Dutch guy speaking English, you can tell right away that he's from the Netherlands or something like that. But the, the people speaking Flemish in Belgium, when they speak in English, they have like a slight different accent. Is there like a thing like in, in Belgian French? Like, is there a word that like in Belgian, you know, French people say baguette, but we say like baguette or something like that? Oh, I, I'd say that uh, Belgian French is more like nasal. Okay. Especially since the, um, the uh, dialect Wallonish is more like harsh and nasally. So to say. What, what is Walloonish? Well, Walloon, it's the region that French-speaking Belgian are from. Is Belgium divided up into, like, states or provinces? Yeah, ten provinces. Okay. Half is Flemish, half is uh, Walloonish. Walloon, Walloonish. Wallonia, you know? What? Okay. I don't know the word in English, but... <laughs> is that just, that's the name of the place? Not the place, but the region, yeah. But the region is not the same thing as the the provinces? Correct. 
Okay. <laughs> Getting a geography lesson, man. It's good. Oh, dude. Belgium is the clusterfuck in terms of languages, regions, mm. communities, because everything is divided. What's the national pastime of Belgium? Fuck do I know? <laughs> Because <laughs> you live there. Well, you know, like in Canada, we got uh, hockey and maple syrup, two things that I don't really care for. But uh, I guess I'm a bad Canadian. I just say soccer and um, french fries, which are actually Belgians. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. 100% correct. French fries are from Belgium, not France. That's interesting. I never even knew why they were called french fries anyways. Because the, uh, it was apparently invented or discovered, you know, popularized. Hmm. During World War One or Two, Two, I believe. I like the idea that French fries were discovered. Like that, that it wasn't someone's creation. Like they sort of were digging. Yeah, uh, they're like digging in a trench in the war, and then they just sort of discovered French fries that were just sort of there. They keep digging, and then there was like this huge potato, right? Yeah. And then they, they shoved their f- shovels in. Like, yeah, ah, <laughs> that's a fry. There you go. French fries. Yeah, they frite. Yeah. Frit, frit. <laughs> I want to say frit. The fucking shit. Uh, oh my god. Hey, let's listen to some more music. Um, yeah, let's do it. We're going to move forward here to Nabla I. Is it I or one? I know you said you could say it both ways, but what is it both actually? Both ways. Um, it is one. It is one. It is one, but I wrote it as like the Roman uh, one. So it is like an I. Okay, because I. Um, I put it into my word processor because I wanted to see. Because I'm like, is this a one or an I? And I thought if I saw the font change, I would know what it was. And uh, it didn't help me. No. So it's an I. Is it's a one? Fuck. See, it, it's a one. <laughs> you can even <laughs> you can even tell me, and my brain doesn't register it. All right. So this is Nabla One, and uh, and this is the the title track of that album. This is Nabla One by Volta.
And that was Volta with the track Nablo One. And I'm here with Volta right now. Hey. What does it mean? Well, you know, mathematics. Nope. What is a nabla? I had no idea. No? No, fuck math, man. Math is my one of my weaknesses. Um, the other one is sexual performance. And uh, what else? Cocaine. Uh, let's see. Just trying to think of my weaknesses. So, Nabla <laughs> is... <laughs> Listen, man, I'm trying to teach you. Yeah, no, a I bit understand. Of mathematics. It's mm. just a symbol used to design like a gradient, like a function of a vector, vectorial analysis. Right. So, like, I understand that you just said some words, <laughs> but those words together mean nothing to me. That's what, like, my brain literally, when it comes to math stuff, It's like people can explain... It's like when someone tries to explain how a television works, and they can go into great detail, and I can go on Wikipedia, and I can read how the fucking LEDs and these little lights and these phosphors yeah. go off, and it doesn't matter. Like, I can read all that, and then it says, like, so that's how a TV works. I'm like, yeah, but you could never make one. Like, it, it, it's still meaningless to me how it actually works. Yeah, you don't have any machines with you so, to make the parts, right? So. Yeah, like it's just complex. It's, it's there's certain things that are so complicated that even if they're explained, it's still outside of my comprehension. Of like, I just picture trying to make one. It's like, okay, you can you can you can talk about a television and talk about the fucking phosphors going off in these little bulbs. I'm just like, but what does that actually mean? Like to to be given the tools and the and the parts and actually just now build one like it just it's meaningless it's like uh, it's that, great that's why there's people building, building them you know I know and I'm so grateful that there's people who are a lot smarter than me in the world yeah thank god for the tech guys yeah for sure because my brain just doesn't do it anyway man so why <laughs> so why did you call it Nabla I one fuck <laughs> well <laughs> Uh, There you go. Mm. Well, Nabla is actually uh, the triangle, but like inverted. The tip of the triangle is pointing down. So I just took that as um, uh, an influence, right? And I did some, uh, how do you call that? Um, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the fucking name. What are you talking about? You know, those like crazy graphics that they loop back on themselves, like a shape. Um, oh. <laughs> you're gonna cut that out. I don't. I don't edit anything out of this show. Oh come on! <laughs> Do you have a mechanical keyboard? Yes. They're so much fun to type on, eh? Oh yeah, I've been rocking them like since whew, so much time. Uh, fractals. Fractals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I took the the base fractal of the triangle and I extrapolate on it. And that's how I came with the Volta logo. Okay, cool. You know, yeah. that triangle thing? That's mm -hmm. a fractal of a triangle. So it was like, oh, Nabla is actually an upside-down triangle. Wait, so what came first, the Nabla or the triangle? The Nabla. So I was looking at shapes and doing logos and stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe I can make like a small fractal design-esque. And I was like, oh, maybe I can put the triangle upside down. 
I was like, wait, this reminds me of Nabla, the mathematical、um, thingy. <laughs> Why was that in your head? I don't know. I just, I'm very compulsive, all right? I'm just. <laughs> like, <laughs> even when it comes to music, I'm super fucking compulsive.、Mm. For example, on Sigils, right? I made 152 demo tracks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. oh. Maybe I have too much demos, right? <laughs> Now you've got enough material for、uh, off season tracks three and four and five. Actually, I'm gonna work on the next album first. I don't know if I'm gonna do like enough season tracks.、Mm. Usually it would be logical to do enough season tracks, but I'm just in a good mood to do、um, uh, another album. So I'm slowly working on it. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. I like,、uh, I like cool albums. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, everybody loves cool albums. I'm a real good interviewer, by the way. I just thought I would yeah, say that. Notch. Yeah, top notch. No, that's all right. <laughs> I usually have to say that once or twice during an interview to remind people that I'm actually doing a good job because.、Um, You're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. Yeah. We're going to stick with this album because there was a cool track on here that I dug,、Ooh. which had a super fast bass line, which、uh, got the energy flowing. It's called Alert. Yep. With an exclamation mark featuring 218. I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just a friend that I met、uh, doing shows with my other project. You know? What other project? Oh, I'm going to name it. What? What are you talking about? I have a metal band, right? Oh, okay, okay. I've been okay, doing okay. shows for like many years. Ah. And just a cool guy that I met from Mexico. It's like, hey, li- have you listened to the new Petal Battle? I was like, yeah, 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 that sounds great and shit. It's like, hey, I know you have your own project and shit. If you want me to, to put out、uh, a guitar solo, whatever, you can do it. So just made it happen. Okay, cool. Well, let's, well, let's、yeah. listen to it then, man. This track is called Alert. This is boss music. Oh, that's fast. Yeah, or somebody running, but I'm, I, I think of, this would be cool boss music. I see a lot of your music reminds me of boss music. Yeah,、uh, I mean, v- video games have been like a major influence in, in, in what I do. Well, it makes sense. I mean, I mean、uh, a lot of the synthwave stuff is sort of like、uh, video game influenced, and like, this stuff definitely、yeah. would be like some fucking kick ass、uh, boss music in a game. And this track in particular, hold on, my phone is ringing. But this phone is out of batteries. Oh, did it die? <laughs> My phone died like during the ring. That's pretty sweet. All right, man. Well, let's listen, <laughs> let's listen to this song, Professional Show.、Uh, this is Alert by Volta.
And that was Volta with the track Alert featuring two or Current 218. Featuring Current 218. And what's this? So you have a metal? Ba- like what? Yeah, I have a metal band. Very underground, but we, we play like all of Europe. Because we have like good contacts and shit. Mm. Just like meeting so many people, you know, meeting so many metalheads like that likes synthwave or, you know, dark synth, whatever, or drum, yeah, yeah. heavy, heavy synthwave, you name it. <laughs> what do you do in your band? I sing, growl, <laughs> you know, metal stuff. Do you do it in French? No, we have like English lyrics. To do it in French, would it, would it work in French? Yeah, sure. Like I think Gojira had uh, a couple of songs in French, doesn't? Don't they? No idea. No idea. You're not a metalhead, are you? Not really. No. no. I see. For me, I seem to really gravitate towards the people who are metalheads who then go home and make electronic music. It's a recurring team, isn't it? Yeah. It, it is true. Who, who did I just have on? I think I just recorded one with uh, Gregorio Franco. Same thing. Mm. In, in fucking metal band. Like, so many of these people, like, you know, they do a metal band, they go home, they make electronic music, and for some reason, that music really appeals to me. Like, I love anything with an electronic influence. Mm. I just like electronic music in stuff. So even if it's not what you would call like techno or whatever, like say it's like fucking Ramstein or something, you know? Yeah, it's loud and it's got guitars, but there still is like some keyboards and there's still like some melodic stuff going on with the synthesizers. Yeah, yeah. That to me is always my sort of that's my way into a lot of music. And so the reason why I'm not super into like loud kind of screaming metal stuff is I understand the energy of it, and I understand why people like it and why it's fun to go to those shows. For me, my way into music is always usually with the melody. So when when I can't really discern a melody, when it's more about just like kind of crazy energy and stuff, then it's a little harder for me to to sort of find a way in. I mean, yeah, totally understandable. I'm like super eclectic in terms of music. Like I can like listen to happy hardcore, and then the next track is gonna be like jazz Mm -hmm. or the next one is going to be like you know brutal death metal yeah (laughs) i'm just i just like like it all if it's good music no matter the genre i'm going to listen to it and that's how i roll yeah i would say i'm pretty like i'm like that as well it's just for me the the connective tissue between all the music i like is usually a melody of some kind yeah you know if i if i go straight from listening to like i can go from like fucking abba and then listen to like mega man music or whatever <laughs> but the key is like if there's like a nice tune in there it doesn't matter to me like if it's like a fucking country song or you know like a nice hook disco or whatever like if it's just got a cool thing like if i'm listening to bgs like i'm like this is cool to me like if i like yeah. the tune or but there's some genres of music that i think are more about just that uh, an expression of a feeling and there's some like metal music where it's just about just getting that that release yeah, yeah just fucking aggravated and just full on blast yeah melody is just like my way to go but when you like go to the gym or whatever you just have to pump you know Mm. just put some you know drum and bass or something a bit more loud yeah 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 get the aggro i appreciate its function yeah yeah you know what i mean like it's just like i get it and maybe it's just because for my disposition i don't i don't ever go to that place where i i need that you know what i mean like just that 
the crazy kind of screaming stuff, but I, mm. it's one of those things where I totally appreciate why somebody would, especially like, oh yeah, if you're just in that mood, it's like it's like this why people when they're sad and then they listen to Radiohead or something, you know, it's like it's sort of. <laughs> They needed to like amplify that that place where they are. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll do that sometimes if I want to be sad. I'll listen to, um, you know, that song. Oh, it's by Sigur Ross. There's this one song of theirs that like it's like my number one most emotional song to listen to. I think it's on this album where every track is like untitled. Anyway, it's a super sad song. It's got this video where there's a bunch of kids with gas masks playing and they're like playing in the snow, but it's actually ashes because it's like sort of post-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vaca? No. Something like that. I'm terrible with names, by the way. Yeah, I think it's... This is... (laughs) I love... I love bringing the conversation to a place where where, where both of us (laughs) can't add anything. We're fucked. Dude... (laughs) Song names, band names, I just forget it all. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, that song. Uh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> you know? Well, in, in the case of this particular Sigur Ra song, I think it's on an album where every track was just called Untitled. Like, they were all just like, Untitled 3. And Oh, yeah. Let me just fucking... Uh, I will look literally at my fucking playlist. Hold on here. It is, it's called Untitled, and then in brackets, V-A-K-A, whatever that means. Vaka. I don't know what it means. Like, if I ever had to act in a movie where I had to cry, then I would, uh, I'd put that song in the earphones and listen to it. I don't know why, it's just, that song It's really strange, because when I'm really sad, all I want to hear is, like, happy music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never understood that thing that people do, like, when they're sad and they listen to sad music. Like, I do if I want that particular emotion, if I'm, like, writing something and I was doing, like, a death scene or something, or I had to write somebody's sad death scene, then I'd put on sad music to, like, get in that place, like, to have that sort of cinematic mood. But for me, if I'm not feeling happy, then I put on, like, Take On Me by AHA. Because that song always puts a smile on my face. Oh, yeah. It's a happy song. I love those, those Japanese power metal, like, super melodic metal bands. I never told anyone, but it's maybe one of my major influence. <laughs> I don't know if it reflects in my music. Probably not. You know, guitar shredding like crazy, having synth solos all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With that he- epic vibe. Have you ever heard of, um, what's it, is it Dragon Force? Oh, yeah, I've seen those. I met them uh, in London a couple of months ago. Oh, cool. Like, there, yeah. that's the kind of music that I dig, too. Like, just super epic, very video game sounding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those harmonies, you know, where you just have, like, all those guitars going at the same time, like, harmonizing with different melodies. Like, I love that shit. In the same, I wouldn't say scene, because they're, they're a bit different and they're from Japan, but Galnerius, they put out, like, the the same, like, power metal as Dragon Force, maybe less, like, shredding all the time. Okay. The, there's lots of uh, guitar solos and lots of emotions, but they also use, like, a couple of vibes from the 70s and the 80s. They implement, like, jazz theory in the middle of, like, epic fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> phrases. I'm gonna say it. It is my favorite band, Galnerius. Okay, well, I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out, man. Ah, uh, it's great. But listen, before we do, we should check out some more fucking Volta. Yeah. We're gonna move forward here to off-season tracks two, and this was a track that I dug called Infected, which uh, 
It has a lot of twists and turns. It sort of changes a few times throughout the track. It kind of like, mm. it builds up and then the tempo kind of shifts and stuff. And there's lots of stuff going on in this one. And, uh, and we're going to listen to it, man. This is Infected by Volta.
And that was Volta with the track Infected. And I'm here with Volta right now. Hey. You said you were, uh, that Volta is your sort of your gaming handle, so you're still doing lots of yeah. gaming? I've been like playing when I was on vacation because of the, the health issue, right? I just picked like old games. I've been playing lots of early Final Fantasy. Okay. I did like a full playthrough of nine. Is nine? The, what's what's the newest one? Well, that's like fifteen, isn't it? It's shit. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Every single bit of it. You know what's weird to me? I don't know if I misunderstood what Final Fantasy was, but when I was young, I always associated Final Fantasy with like there was a wizard who had two little dots for eyes who would be in your party, and I always just thought of it as being very like fantasy you know like dragons and wizards but then all the new games always seem to be like just weird anime dudes with like spiked hair and and weird like laser swords and stuff and i i don't know like did final fantasy change at some point or do i misunderstand it oh yeah after 12 it changed so much like I think number nine uh, had the best story of all. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get enemies here, but it's still one of what the best. What about seven, me. man? What about seven? Oh, seven was great, but I don't know. It's just like <laughs> when you said you're having your health thing. So were you like bedridden? Almost, yeah. I didn't leave the house for like three months. Jesus, was that all like fucking diet related stuff? No, it was just like anatomic problems you, you talk about yourself like you're a robot no it was that way like so basically i had like nose and ear issues okay so i was unable to either compose or even like listen to loud music oh that's annoying oh yeah it was a small intervention but the the symptoms were so fucking annoying like unable to breathe by your nose um having like muscle spasm in the ears oh weird did it, did it create like a sound in your head, like a wobbling or something? Uh, no, basically it was the the tympani uh, muscle that was just like triggering, like it was like a muscular tinnitus. Oh, okay, okay, and okay. That was just because of the the nose issues, right? Mm. Just everything was just swollen. So three months without doing anything, just watching Twitch, and that's it. <laughs> Dude, three months of that without being able to to compose. Because of the headaches, because oh boy, the, it's not even the headaches, like straight up um, uh, migraines. Oh yeah, no, those are the worst. Just thinking about them, oh. I never know what to do. Like I only started taking headache pills in the past few years. Like I used to be one of those people who wouldn't take pills. Like I just said, like same, no, I, same. I'm not going to take them. And then maybe I'm going to say maybe three or four years ago. I finally gave in because I found that I always, at least once a month, I would have, like, a headache. And I wouldn't go so far as to say they were migraines, but they were enough to make me, like, I would just usually shut down for the evening. So, like, once I once I was home, I'm like, okay, I've got a headache. That's my night done. I'm just going to go to sleep. Mm. And then I discovered Advil. And then I started taking Advil, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is great. Like, just fucking numbed my brain. Yeah. But then whenever I would have, like, a serious headache, like, man, I can... I I mean, the way that people describe migraines, I don't think I've had that. But I've had headaches that were, like, annoying to the point where, like, my eyes are watering. 
And like every time my head would pulse, like it would be really frustrating and I couldn't escape it. And I would like put my head underwater and stuff to like. Now, with migraines, you can take like ibuprofen and paracetamol and you still have the headache, the migraine. Yeah, that yep. sucks. Yeah. So then, how did you, uh, did you, could you focus on anything? Barely. Barely. Three months of just watching Twitch. Like I said, I watch Twitch a lot. I don't really get Twitch. I feel like an old man. Oh, it's great. It, most of my audience are on Twitch, you know? That's how people got to know me. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm an old man, dude. Like, I don't get it. Someone told me to join Discord, and I don't get that either. I told you to get to, to join Discord <laughs> if this wasn't working. Yeah, that's right. That was you. Um, well, you're not the only one. <laughs> I, I will admit, you were the one who told me if uh, today's recording didn't work, then we were going to go yep. uh, do Discord. And I did start a Discord account, so there is a Beyond Synth Discord uh, account, but I, I still don't know what that means. I just started one. Remember TeamSpeak? No. No? That's old, though. I don't, I don't really do too much online gaming. Ah, oh, okay, okay. So I think that's what this is all about, right? Like, it's online gaming stuff? Yeah, most of it. I mean, Discord's just like Skype, but with, like, different channels. For example, I'm, like, a couple of streamers' channels, Discords, but also, um, also on the slash R uh, outrun for Reddit, Discord. And so there's, like, chat basic chat but it's also like audio chat like voice channels okay so that's that's a mix mix, mix between skype and servers okay okay and that's great well we're gonna find out man because i started one so uh yeah that's it that's literally all i have to say about it there is a beyond synth discord <laughs> join soon <laughs> I love any long pause. They always make me laugh. Listen, we're going to move forward here to Sigils. Yep. All right? Because you got the Sigils album, and we're going to listen to a track from that. And that track is Black Beam by Volta.
And that was Black Beam by Volta. And I'm here with Volta right now. Hello, hello. Talking about Discord. So when you say you're playing old Final Fantasies, I mean, like, is 9 considered an old one now? Well, it was on PS1. So we're talking like 99, 2000-ish. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it, it begins to be a little bit retro. Yeah, it's so weird. It's it just strange. Makes me feel old because when yeah. I think of old Final Fantasy, I'm literally picturing like, like four, five. Yeah, I'm thinking like fucking two and three. I think like yeah. the last Final Fantasy I played was, I think I played three on like the Game Boy. Mm. I think that was like because I never I played a bit of seven just because everyone was talking about how great it was and and I played it's a bit not of it. But great. well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just not that big into JRPGs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've, you know, for me, and I get it, like, why people like them. So I'm not, like, going to fault them. But for me personally, when I played Oblivion for the first time, that's how I discovered Elder Scrolls. Like, I didn't know about Elder Scrolls until Oblivion. Mm. That to me was the epiphany of, like, oh, this is the kind of game that I've always wanted. Like, a big open world fantasy game but where you do the fighting like where you press x and your sword swings like that's what yeah i've always wanted and even though the fighting is clumsy in in the elder scrolls games i still prefer that to turn-based like i just i just like when you swing the sword and the character swings a sword that's what i like yeah yeah i like them both right but Mm. there's something like about turn-based how much like game nowadays are turn-based not much no, there's yeah, like it seems like it's gone, so right? Yeah. The, the only good experience that you can get is from old turn-based uh, RPGs. I feel that way about some of the games I really like that I am no longer allowed to talk about. It's slowly creeping on me. Yeah. <laughs> like there's like new games. I'm like, yeah, this looks great, but I don't know. Oh, one game that I'm really pumped about is the new Monster Hunter coming. That's coming out on PlayStation, isn't it? Uh, that's released on PlayStation and um, the other consoles, maybe? No, that's a Sony exclusive at launch. Yes, yeah. But it's going to be have a PC port down the line. They didn't put any release date because they wanted to nail the, the, the port. So the, are you a PC gamer? Of course. I think the last console I got was the PS2. Yeah, fair enough. And after that, I just dropped just got a pc and rock with it ever since yeah i get it like i need uh i need the pc to do my some of my emulations properly to do like nintendo 64 emulation for some reason requires a powerful (laughs) system even though what it's emulating is uh, not powerful but yeah no i i appreciate i appreciate it but uh, I'm still. I've always been a console gamer. I just like the ease of use. But I, I seem to have everything around just in case. Yeah. So I have the PC around, but not that I ever really play it too much unless I'm just playing emulators. Yeah. But I also have a damn RetroPie too, so I can do do the old games on the RetroPie as well. It's it's good to have everything in one little device, you know. Yeah. Like every single game. Oh, I mean, a big list of it. So what's uh, what's the big game now, man? Like, what are you playing at the moment? I just got back into WoW. What? <laughs> World of Warcraft. Really? That's, uh, do people still play that? On Euros, Europe servers, not much. Uh, in the US, there's still a lot of people playing it, but it's not like it was before. Yeah. Definitely not. But I just, like, got one month sub just to 
to check it out again. What's the big game now? Is that Player Unknown Battlegrounds? Right? Is that like the big one that everyone's playing? Yeah, that's it. I'm not a big fan of it. Like I enjoy watching it. I watch a lot of streamers playing it, but I'm not into playing them myself. There's lots of games that I really don't like to play, but I love to watch. I wonder, because maybe that game seems like a unique sort of thing, because I'm not usually too fond of watching people play games, but I think spectating on that one might be interesting just because it's it's like when you die, you're out, right? And then you just follow yeah. the people who are still there. So I think maybe that might make it more interesting to watch than like certain games. Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't played it. I don't know that I would be good at that because I when I play games I play very much like like I'm playing an arcade game and so I'm not very cautious or careful so when I play like online shooters and stuff like I just I'm the kind of guy that just runs into the room with a machine gun like I don't <laughs> really think to so I feel like player battlegrounds game like I feel like I would just be the idiot that dies first oh there's a lot of tryhards in that game I would uh, I'd be dying right off the bat not only there's, there's like hardcore gamers there but there's also like lots of tryhards, especially in PUBG. Like, there's so many trolls. Yeah, it's it's insane. But that's what you get, you know. Like having a very popular game with like 40 people fighting each other. But what would a, how, how would a troll troll that game? Because if they're dead, they would just leave, right? Well, so basically, before each game, right, you enter a lobby. If everybody has uh, their mic open, they can scream whatever they want. That's the thing, man. I never dug that aspect of online gaming. Like, I hate hearing other people voice, especially because everyone says such dumb shit. Yeah, I know. And it's it's so boring to me. Like, especially when it's all the same. It's like all the same stuff and it's just dumb. Like every year, it's just whatever the new thing is. So right now we're yep. in the phase of all those idiots with the fucking frog face and then just saying dumb shit. Like, I don't know if those people are in player unknown battlegrounds, but I'm sure oh, they are. Oh, you bet they are. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just so weird to me. Like just, you know, and you know, last year, or the year before their fucking avatar would have been the guy from uh, V for Vendetta. That's the internet, Andy. You yeah. get what you get, you know? <laughs> It's a great place full of lovely people. Mm. <laughs> and Philistines. Philistine. Ah, oh, come on. Although I never got to the bottom of that. Too bad. I'm not going to either. I'm just I like when people just comment and correct me on stuff that I don't care about because it won't it won't affect me at all. All right. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> Anyways, man, we can probably um, wind this down. Is there something that uh, you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about? I don't know. Um do you have like something that you already uh, always ask? Um, Some uh, obscure question, you know, that you never pull out. Because I can rock with every everything you can. Yeah, just throw me a bone, you know. Um, do you like uh, big fat ladies? Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> I would get crushed. I'm, I'm a skinny dude, dude. I'd get crushed, man. I think that's going to be my new question I ask at the end of every show. What about BBWs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about the BBW? And then, like, ask it all classy like it's a, an important question. Hey, man, there's people who love that stuff. Yeah, yeah people love them. My, my best friend is into them. <laughs> I cannot say nothing, you know? Like, it's your, you do you. <laughs> I'm proud of you, man. Well, hey, someone's got it, right? I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's, I think they're just mesmerized by the idea of just the big boobs. I, I, I can't, uh, I don't know. Mm. I haven't delved into the psychology of it. There's people who are very afraid of big boobs. Big boobs, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, they can smother you, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, 
God. So how's that for a random question? Is that good? Is that what you're thinking? Wow. <laughs> Uh, no, was thinking about music or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, this is a music show. I have to keep reminding myself of that. Get the tunes out. Yeah. Well, whatever. Who cares? The bottom line is, Volta makes some cool tunes, and that's you. Yeah. And uh, I dig the sound. You, uh, you got a bunch of albums out that people can download. You got some fun collaborations with some other cool people. Yeah. There's like one. One of your tracks has like 10 people that had collabed on it. Well, maybe not 10. Oh, uh, you mean the one with Jimmy K, Hubert, Volcarex? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot, right? Well, yeah, but I wanted to collab with like all of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was working on the track, right? I was like, oh, it's a bit empty. So I just said, wait, either I can do it all by myself and just would be fine but I really wanted to collab with them guys so I just put them on the side as like you do this part you do this part <laughs> you do this part you do this part so you're like a you're like a conductor no 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 I'm not that 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 good but I just wanted to have them on, on the album and just happened that <laughs> they were all in one song almost I don't often see that where a track is featuring and then like the list just keeps going of all the <laughs> yeah the artists who are on it that would actually be a fun idea for something have a track that's just featuring like fucking 50 artists just see what it turns into I think Seamless did it uh, which is another electronic artist so basically there was like one artist who made like the first 20 second and then it just grew like passing the track between artists oh okay and I think the, at the end it was like 10 artists that's cool maybe I'll check that yeah, out who did that Seamless? Seamless R yeah hmm alright I'll look into that yeah because he stole my idea it was like maybe like one or two years ago hmm. but he still stole it I didn't follow up on that he, he's retroactively stolen my idea that's what I'll say I went back in time and anyway, it's all good. Well, listen, man, it was good talking to you. Nice to meet you, Jim. Yeah. Andy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have a lovely uh, day in uh, La, La Belgique, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the correct way to say it. La Belgique. Bonsoir. J'aime beaucoup la musique. Yep. De Volta. Je pense que la musique c'est bon. Donc, euh, s'il y a la musique, euh, j'aime beaucoup. There you go. <laughs> Perfect, man. Well, listen, we're going to end on a track here. So, uh, it was nice to talk to you. Uh, this was a track actually from the end of Sigils, which I, I liked. It was sort of a more kind of cinematic cinematic one that sort of ends the album. Hmm. And, uh, and I thought this track was cool. It's called Through the Portal. Yeah. And uh, and we're gonna listen to it. So if you want to say some some final thoughts before we uh, go to that, well, first of all, thanks for having me. You know, uh, it's been a great pleasure. Yeah, man. I'm still rocking the the show like here and there, like listening to it. It's the best show there is. It's one of the only one. <laughs> so it's good by default. That's fine. Yeah, it's great. And you passed like a hundred episodes already. That's true. This will be yeah, like that's amazing. One thirty. Yeah, what number this was? No, we've done 130. It's difficult for me to say because sometimes I don't air them in the order that I record them. Okay. So, you will but you will be you will be in the 130s somewhere. Congratulations, man. Yeah, that's, man. That's some dedication right here. It certainly is. Anyways, man. Have a great day. Good tat good good tatting with you. Good good tatting. Good, good tatting. Yeah. <laughs>
And now we're going to uh, listen to this track, man. This is Through the Portal by Volta. Uh. <laughs> And that was my conversation with Volta. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Tune in next time to Beyond Synth. Maybe next week, uh, Marco will not fall asleep on his couch like a fucking drunk. And he... <laughs> I think he was tired, okay? Tired of doing fucking too much coke. And that's why he couldn't be on the show. Ah, I'm a big fan of character assassination. Oh, and one more thing before I forget. There was another thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what the Patch Bay is, but I'll post a link to it. I think it's a, it's a website where I think you can buy presets and sounds and stuff for making electronic music. And there is a Midnight, you know the band The Midnight, because they're awesome. There is a The Midnight presets package on the Patch Bay. So I'll post a link to that. You can check out if you're a fan of The Midnight. And I don't really know the details of how it works, if it's for specific programs or if they are you know, sounds. I haven't actually like read into it. But the point is, there is a The Midnight thing on the Patch Bay where you can uh, check it out and get uh, samples or presets or something like that. That's it. <laughs> How's that for a plug? <laughs> Anyways, have a great weekend. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Beyond Synth and tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is.
Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth. If you would like to support Beyond Synth, please visit patreon.com forward slash beyond synth. And don't forget to check out Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram. If you want to submit your music for the show, please email it to beyondsynth at gmail.com. Have a lovely day.